You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. So over the past few weeks, if you have been here or if you've been listening online or reading online, um, I've been talking about um, different aspects of, uh, of Israel and of Zionism. Uh, in many ways inspired by and, uh, and related to the recent trip that I and my family took to Israel uh, and the experience that I had um, as part of that journey um, on an educational mission that was sponsored by APAC. Uh, it was an extraordinary experience. If you haven't uh, had a chance to hear what I said about it or read what I wrote about it, um, you can do so um, on my podcast page or on my personal blog. You can see the, the sermons there. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to reserve just a couple of moments to address um, is something that uh, very often um, uh, gets conflated with uh, the with whenever you talk about whenever one talks about APAC, which is um, a very large uh, pro-Israel lobby. Um, I think very often um, what gets conflated in that conversation is uh, because APAC's mission is to um, is to uh, advance uh, support for Israel um, among the American political leadership. Um, and as such, uh, APAC's mission is very narrow, uh, and uh, they uh, um, they are uh, are not prescriptive when it comes to Israeli policy. And so um, that's a that's a mission definition for them, right? They want to uh, um, get American politicians to uh, to uh, to support Israel, to provide Israel with financial, military, all sorts of kinds of uh, support that Israel needs, um, and uh, does not see it as part of their mission to be critical or prescriptive of Israeli policy. That's not to say that APAC is an organization or the people within APAC don't think that one should be prescriptive toward Israeli policy. That doesn't mean that, uh, that, that the people associated with APAC or APAC as an organization does not think that there are things uh, that are worthy of criticism within Israel. I had many conversations with the APAC leadership on my trip about that very fact because I think one of the misconceptions about APAC and one of the conflations in the conversation about it um, is that um, if you are in the APAC camp, um, then what you believe is that criticism of Israel is unkosher. And because APAC is so large of an organization, so influential of an organization within the American Jewish community, there has become, and because Israel is uh, very really under assault on a number of different fronts in, uh, in, in our culture and in its neighborhood, um, there has grown a very strong culture among pro-Israel advocates that one that it's not kosher to criticize Israel. That one should offer no prescriptions about Israeli policy. Now, if you have been uh, hearing what I've been saying over the past few weeks about Israel, um, none of which I think really offered uh, particular prescriptions or criticisms of Israel, I said a couple of things that I want to uh, highlight once again today. I said, the first thing that I said was that to define Israel as a Jewish state might mean a lot of things, but in my experience there, especially this summer, um, what I take Jewish to mean, at least in part, is that Israel is a state of agitators. That there is 
profound and raucous debate and disagreement within Israel. It has always been a feature of Israeli society, and it will, God willing, continue to always be a feature of Israeli society, in part because it's intrinsic to who Jews are and what Judaism is. Debate and disagreement has always been a feature of our culture. Internal and external criticism has always been a feature of our culture. Um, you can't read the prophets without having a sense that, uh, that there's something intrinsic to Judaism about criticizing other Jews. But if that's true, if, and by the way, if you think American politics are divisive and partisan, Listen in on a debate in the Knesset, right? And I met with all sorts of Knesset members during my time in Israel, and there were Knesset members who don't even support the idea of a Jewish state. There were Knesset members who believe in a one-state solution. There were Knesset members all over the spectrum, right? You really don't get that kind of diversity of opinion, even within the American political system. Most American politicians say basically the same thing, except for one camp says it with welfare, one camp says it without welfare, one camp says it with pro-choice, one camp says it without pro-choice. They're basically saying all the same thing, which is some of the criticisms you get in the current election. But in Israel, it's not the case. And so, if that is true and kosher within Israel, within the Jewish community and non-Jewish community within Israel, as everybody in Israel and the pro-Israel community outside of Israel says that it is, then it should similarly be kosher for us to have our own opinions and our own objections and our own prescriptions about what happens within Israel. The third thing I said, I'm going to skip the second thing for a second. The third thing I said was that um, Israel is a fragile miracle. And so that is often the retort that comes when people say, okay, you know, you can, uh, uh, within Israel, you can criticize Israel, but outside of Israel, you can't criticize Israel because Israel is imperiled. Israel is in danger, and Israel needs, you know, sort of like a wall of support, of unflinching and uncritical support, uh, so that, uh, so that all of its enemies can know that it has strong defenses. I understand that point of view. And I think also those of us who don't live in Israel, if we are critical of Israel, ought to recognize that we don't have to bear the responsibility, uh, the ultimate responsibility for some of our criticisms and some of our prescriptions. I, God, God, uh, thank God I don't have to send my son to the army to patrol Israel's borders. We don't have to own the decisions in the same way one does within Israel. But we also have to recognize that sometimes, and maybe even quite often, the criticisms that we might offer uh, toward Israel um, are in the spirit of making Israel stronger. And quite often, a person doesn't change and doesn't become stronger if there are no voices of criticism and no voices of poking and prodding and urging for uh, that, whether it's a person or whether it's a country, to become the best iteration of itself. Because no one would say that criticism of America is, um, is not kosher, even for people who don't live within America. And no one would say that I can't criticize the actions of China or Sudan or Saudi Arabia or Iran, even though I very much want to criticize a lot of the policies of any or number of those states. And in fact, the criticisms that I might offer of Israel come from a place 
much more of, I care much more about what happens within Israel than I care about what happens in Sudan because they are my brothers and sisters. It's in many important ways my state, and I want it to be strong and safe and secure. But I know that strength, safety, and security are not only a product of, uh, of, of inviolable defense, they're also a product of working to, uh, to, to strengthen um, a state that can only, in a way that can only happen through debate and through uh, disagreement and through criticism. The second thing I said, so I go back and forth, the second thing I said was that Israel is really important because it impacts, it creates a Judaism, it stands for a Judaism, it develops a Jewish culture that was unthinkable before the advent of the Jewish state, that impacts for the good, not only of the Jews who live within Israel, but also Jews who live outside of Israel. Judaism, and to be a Jew, is stronger uh, with a state of Israel than without a state of Israel. But that also means that it's not as if, if I don't live in Israel, that I'm not impacted by what happens within Israel. As a Jew, Israel in many ways represents me in the world. And as a Jew, what happens within Israel impacts me as a Jew. The relationship that, that, uh, that American Jews have toward orthodoxy today is profoundly influenced by the, um, by the ascendancy and strength of orthodoxy within Israel, which is in many ways state-sponsored. Whereas conservative reform, other streams of Judaism are not state-sponsored in the same way. That impacts me as a Jew That here in America. That impacts all of us as Jews here in America. The moral character of the Jewish state, the relationship the Jewish state has with the Palestinians, the way in which Israel fights wars, all of that, as many of us saw last summer during the Gaza War, all of that impacts the way people relate to and interact with Jews everywhere. And if the early Zionists were right, and this is what I said in that sermon, the early Zionists uh, imagined Zionism almost like uh, um, citizenship in any other country, right? So if I am, if they, they, they conceived, they made an argument that Jews are like every other nation. And so therefore they should have a state like every other nation. But it also means that just as I can be a French person living outside of France and still be a French person, I can be a Jew living outside the Jewish state and still be a Jewish person and also still intimately connected to that state. So yes, I don't own the criticism, I don't own the impact of the criticism in the same way as I would if I were living in the state sending my children to the army, but it doesn't mean that I'm not impacted by what goes on there, and it doesn't mean that I can't offer my prescriptions and my criticisms from the perspective of being within the tent and not standing outside it. Just because I don't live there doesn't mean that I don't care about it, doesn't mean that I'm not impacted by it, doesn't mean that I'm not part of the family and therefore am required to be part of the conversation. This is really important. As Danny Gordis said, and Danny Gordis, if you've ever read any of his stuff, you know that he is not a, you know, a, a liberal Israel hater. And so what he said uh, in a recent article, he said this, he said, criticism of Israel, the lack of criticism of Israel, 
and rejecting criticism of Israel as kosher does not model serious engagement. Does good parenting mean never telling one's children that they need to think seriously about the people they are becoming? That actually is the definition of horrendous parenting. Does being a loving spouse mean never telling the person most critical to our life how they could be better human beings? Such conversation actually make manifest the depth of our commitment. Does being a deeply patriotic citizen of the United States mean never saying that the U.S. makes mistakes? That is absurd. America's improvement in matters of race and tolerance in a host of areas stems precisely from the fact that some deeply patriotic Americans were willing to speak truth to power. Critique is often a compelling form of love. So why do we insist that this is not the case with Israel? Indeed, if you pay attention to our Torah portion this morning, you know that internal criticism of activity among Jews is dealt with with even more forcefulness than critique and objection to what's happening outside the non-Jewish world. The Torah insists, you shall sweep out the evil from your midst. And we don't have to go that far, but it means that our Talmud's assertion that one is accounted for the sins of one's household if one did not raise an objection to what was going on, means that we are accounted for the transgressions of the Jewish state if we don't raise objections to what's going on. And we can do so from a place of deep love. Because in truth, some of us who are offer the, most, the, the sharpest critiques of what goes on in Israel and what Israel's policies are, do so from a place of deeply loving the Jewish state and wanting it to be the best possible iteration of itself. We should do so with caution. We should do so recognizing that many of us who don't live in Israel don't have to fully own the impact of the critique and the decisions that we make. But nevertheless, if we want to build a flourishing, strong, and everlasting state of Israel, not only is critique of Israel kosher, but we have an obligation to participate in it. Shabbat Shalom.